0: Like, how sad. I've lived my whole life online. AIM, MySpace, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, sort of Reddit. It's time to take some Molly. For all your questions, quandaries, and problems, philosophical queries, she's got you covered. Take some, take, some, take, some, take, some, take some. Molly! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take Some Molly. I'm Molly Smithson, and today I'm just going to tell you about myself. Um, It's weird to do a podcast and have people obviously check it out, and then like, as my mother used to say, she was a campaign manager, you can show something to 100 people and 10 people will respond, and then it'll actually change one person's mind. Um, either my mom or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that. Who knows? Both big icons. Mom, even more. Love you if you're listening. You probably are. Don't worry, I won't besmirch our name too much. So, um, I'm Molly Smithson. Molly Golightly on the internet. Uh, have been for a long time, which is cool. I am a business owner, a stand-up comic, a writer. I have been working in digital marketing for the last seven years. So when I started out, I worked for a, a woman who made her own chocolates and was a Jehovah's Witness and owned a fresh like foods expo where people could come and see organic and natural foods and they were hosting it at the Charlotte Convention Center and so I had to sell booths and do like this crazy job I made $20 an hour which actually now that I think about it is wild but I did it because I was like I can do this it's easy to call people it's easy to talk to people for me um And then my life kind of turned itself upside down when a couple of guys that were up to no good uh, didn't break my heart, but like stepped on my broken heart. I had broken up with my boyfriend. My parents uh, had moved back to Oregon. I had gone back to my old job. And I just had this like come to Jesus moment actually outside listening to Ripple by the Grateful Dead looking at a flower and it was just like what is the point of all of this if flowers exist if the universe is endless and so I moved out here to Oregon crashed with my parents and started freelancing in social media marketing which since that job starting marketing and sales I had been doing So I, like, studied social media in school. Um, I did my thesis in social media, which is ridiculous to say. But I'm the oldest of four kids, so I've always kind of been the leader. I got out to Oregon in my ex-boyfriend's car, driving four days with my best friend Luke. Who flew back to North Carolina and moved in with my family, who are fucking crazy, but in a wonderful, wonderful way. Which I think is like a lot of... We're I'm a seventh generation Oregonian, which is wild. Um, and if you don't know about Oregon, it is a state in the western United States population, I'm going to estimate... 6 million. You just took Somali. Um, Actually, that might just be Portland. 8 million. Let's look it up. Population of Oregon. 4.191 million? Wow. I hope you all are as shocked as I am. Um, let me tell you a little bit more based on my Wikipedia searching. Wow, our population is 50-50 men and women. That's probably how all populations are. Um, the racial diversity, not good. 85% white, like, worst maybe in the nation. That might be an outdated statistic. Anyways, we're funny but neurotic people, the Oregonians. I think a lot of us are obsessed with how to pack a car due to hereditary, like, memory and genetic predisposition. Um, and so I moved back, and it's, like, amazing being back. I love this land. (laughs) Uh, one cool thing about America... Is all of our ancestors were either ambitious, devoted, or delusional. No matter who is here. Like, we fought to all be here. Some in bad ways, some in good. And I think all of those three things can kind of be combined into this magical thinking, right? I like to think of it as, like, Fleetwood Mac. Just witchy and beautiful. And yet true to everyone. Who doesn't love Fleetwood Mac in America? I ask you. Um, so when I moved out, I just started freelancing and doing people's newsletters and Facebook posts and Instagram posts and God, what else? <sighs> Craigslist ads. Um, hosting a really weird like opening house for this Crazy idea a client had that it was just odd. Odd jobs. Finally, I got hooked up with a couple of really awesome clients. Um, They're all currently female led, but really exciting things in the works right now. Um, And so we yeah have just been growing and it's been amazing and I think I have a lot of advice to offer there and maybe in life even though I'm a youthful millennial uh we see the world in a different way and it's like I don't know you sent us to college to talk to you or to well (laughs) you sent us to college to learn about things that are studied in higher education. And we had all these hippie professors. And guess what? You can't stop the fucking movement. Marianne Anderson for president. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. What else did I want to chat about? So, yeah. Uh, you can call me Kelly Kapoor the business bitch, basically. Because I've had such great luck with these amazing clients who make functional feminine products. And... In terms of talking about business, which is truly an American enterprise, like, in Europe, they had craftsmanship, and it led to industrialism, but it was still based on efficiency and quality. In America, we just love to sell things to sell things, you know? We've over-harvested the land and our minerals and our petroleum to make stupid shit, fucking banana holders ever heard of it ridiculous and it's just I'm pro commerce but I'm anti capitalism so I work with people who make things that make your life better because that's what the human experience is about right it's about being able to create things with your hands that are tools and that you're proud of and if we can give you somehow the tools to do that or even exercise and feel good be in nature um, do great work I don't know it's everything and so it's uh, so business is American all of our ancestors delusional devoted and ambitious. So American. So when I moved out here, I started doing kind of all these different things. I ended up, mostly what I do is writing some graphic design and uh, writing, videography, photography. I'm a producer, right? And I was able to develop this career with the tools that a lot of us have. Granted, I was very privileged in having my parents here, um, and having received a inheritance from it was $13,000. We can get specific about it. I'll be honest with my money stuff. I ain't no Trump. Um, anyways. So, came out here and with my computer and my brain, started freelancing, knocking on doors, and then eventually found this niche of clients. So, I think that everyone has the ability in America to do this today. Whether or not you are providing a service like I am, or you are actually making a physical good, we have so much connectivity Not only with producers and suppliers and, like, thank God the (laughs) trade tariffs didn't go through. But things that I love about America. Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. The other thing that we do is we make individuals, we make ourselves and other people into stars. In other places, there's like performances, you know, and there's celebrities in some ways. I think that's human nature to worship people. But we create our own story that, that we each are our own heroes in a way and everyone else are the villains. But I think that can be powerful because... Asking yourself the things, like, what are the things that I return to? Whether it be a practical skill of, like, I like making this type of whatever. Or a soft skill of, like, I like talking to people. I like crunching the numbers and doing invoicing. I don't know. Um, it's tough. It's tough to find things that are tangentially connected to your work. But where do you see yourself being? If not where you see yourself being, then what is the next logical step? And who would that person be if you could be the ideal of that? What is the logical step and how can you be the ideal person within that role? I'm now going to go through to see if we've gotten more questions and if there are any pertaining to America that I can answer. So, Susie Q asks, I have set $172,000 in student loans that I will probably never be able to pay back. Currently, I am on income-based repayment, and after 25 years, the loan is forgiven, a.k.a. it's counted as income, and I'll have to pay income taxes on it. At that point, the loan will have snowballed into an avalanche because of the interest rate. My question is, what is the best country to move to when I'm running from the IRS in a few decades? Although I would love it if you said, welcome to the mall house on your show, only funny if you've seen that movie though. Sincerely, Susie Q. While well, Susie. Um, the best country to move to. I always vote for France or a French speaking country. Um, I've heard Morocco is beautiful. France... May not be accepting residence now. You will be older than 30, so you can't go to Ireland or New Zealand on a work visa. Um, I would say go somewhere maybe a little desperate by that point. You should probably be able to go to like Brazil and get a good job. Um, Susie Q, I know, <laughs> is uh great photographer. So I have faith, girl, that you'll be able to get to Brazil, a wonderful South American country where you can lay out in the sun. Um, You can't be extradited, although I hope that's not happening in this post-apocalyptic future. We now have one more question to answer, and then we'll be on our merry way to fireworks and spoiled pasta salads and overcooked burgers and poppers the fourth of july kind oh my god so excited i'm so excited to share this day with you america um it's been a dark weird night like one where you drink too much and then you have a dream that you're peeing the bed but then you wake up and you have peed the bed and then you throw up and then you have the worst hangover of your life. That's what, like, this last two and a half years has been like. And guess what? That sucks. Um, But we're going to get through it together. We all love Fleetwood Mac. We all love money and status. And that's not a bad thing. Take pride in who you are. Okay, our final question. In your opinion, do you think that in this digital age, it is better to, A, be a jack-of-all-trades type of person, many proficient skills but no real expertise, or to, B, focus one's career-slash-professional development on a singular specific area and, so, be average-slash-inadequate at other things? Um... Well, because this is in the digital age, I want to say that it is valuable to learn a trade skill, something I thought about quite a lot. Um, That is a very valuable thing. That is going to continue growing as we humans continue growing and becoming more affluent and using technology. In terms of digital careers, I believe (laughs) that it's not one or the other. If I had to pick, I would say jack of all trades. Because... You don't necessarily need to have an expertise in a field that already exists. Think about how old digital marketing is. Um, it's kind of like we're in 1597 and we are monks and were right after Gutenberg essentially invented the printing press and started, like, one or two people develop, but not even that. And yeah, time moves faster, but we're still in an age where we don't know how to use this technology to the best of its abilities, and doing that will c- hopefully, ideally create more enlightenment, not only also in the digital era, but in our physical production, digital advances will make it so that we don't, where was I going with this? We're on the f- pioneering edge. To get back to the pioneers, we're continuing to excel in things that are good for the planet and help the planet recover. Things like uh, mushroom molds and different, like, amazing technologies using plants. That is gonna take a lot of different skills and different th- ways of thinking to put those ideas together. And so that is more valuable to me than being an expert, although I think in that you have to pick an area and stick with it. You still have to have a philosophy surrounding your work and reasons that you're doing something. Um, But if you can absorb as much as you can, even if you don't necessarily have a specific expertise i think too we have many expertise um and i feel that way i don't know i mean if you are studying a craft or a trade again i salute you and i think you should find the best possible way to do that thanks to all the people who have gotten me where i am follow me on instagram molly golightly twitter molly golightly Um, my website is soon going to be Molly Galightly, but it's mollysmithson.com. And you can ask for advice, and you can, uh, sign up to hear when the next podcast drops. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Ooh, do you want a cooking tip for 4th of July? Potato salad with chives, green onions. Uh, sauteed or softened onions, you know, and a vinegar sauce and dill. Mwah. Other fresh herbs will do as well. Oh, Julia Child! That wasn't a very good uh, imitation. Thanks for listening. I'm Molly Smithson. Bye! Don't forget to come to one of Trash Ant Productions. Uh, comedy Showcases and Open Mics Trash Amp is a, an alternative comedy collective uh, with shows hosted by me, Molly Golightly, and buds like Benton Kreider and Eddie Trunetsky, who are hosts of the Between the Lines podcast. Look for Benton Kreider on all of your podcast stations. Also, this Saturday, uh, July 9th, and hopefully every Saturday after, we're not every Saturday, TBD on that one. Tune in again. But every first Saturday, we have a showcase at Etc. Eatery called The Big One. This week we have on Karina Lucas. Uh, who else? Karina Lucas, Justin Ammerman, Thomas Lundy, and Josh Larson. Hosted by me, Molly Smithson. Uh, 9 p.m. Suggested donation. $5. But for you, anything. Anyone gets in. Not. It's need-based so whatever that means to you okay see you guys saturday 9 p.m at et cetera eatery it's next to McMinniman's fulton pub support local female queer owned businesses come on out this is the actual end of the podcast